need another cheese burger. But uh, stuff's been moving, but stuff ain't necessarily been moving out. And I can remember all the times, like in the, the late 80s, early 90s, that I was forced to help my dad do dumb bullshit random chores around the house. And Wes, your brother regaled a nice little tale to me the other day about you guys having to, like, dig out the foxhole. I didn't even realize that the foxhole was not a location that was available for heavy binge drinking and, uh, you know, beer pong tournaments until your brother told me that he gave you guys the option to either help your old man out or get out of here. And you guys just fucking rolled out. <laughs> and that's one of the most amazing, like, like, fuck you old man stories I've ever heard. Yeah. So, you know, when you walk down the stairs or come through the cellar door, both, both areas to get to the basement, there's that front area that's the lowest sunken point where the sub pump is where we used to urinate all the time and that freezer that used to store i don't know swan's pizzas leftover ground beef and beer that used to burst on us when we when we'd forget about it after a long night of drinking that that area where you stepped up to was just dirt yeah and he solicited our help one day to like dig out to flatten it out to get ready for uh ready for concrete pouring and yeah, he was an asshole. He was an asshole all morning. He was an asshole most of the fucking afternoon. And after a couple back and forth, yeah, he gave he did give us the option because you guys just you guys are worthless. If you're going to be worthless, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. And you know, I remember thinking back then, I was like, you know, twelve. Like, what what do you want to pour concrete here for? This place is going to be worth, but this place is not going to serve any fucking purpose. What do you want to do? Store more shit back here? And then you know, fast forward five years, lo and behold, it became a great place to have some beers with my buddies. <laughs> Yeah, the most formative, like intellectual, like location of my entire life was in that fucking that fucking basement. I just, I don't know. I, I can, I wonder if kids today, because I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to hold my kid to the standard that my dad held me. I don't know if I had that much reign and control over him. Like, Alan, I know you're younger than your brothers. Did you ever have to like spend an entire weekend? I don't know, uh, framing a basement, <laughs> like I did when I was twelve. Uh, no, but our basement was finished when I was born. Um, so no, no, the answer is no. The only thing I really had to do was like lawn shit because my mom like really liked gardening. So like I, I, I very commonly fucking like did, did fucking like little backyard irrigations and like that set up little like stone like mason fucking like retaining walls for fucking flower beds and it's uh, yeah so i could do that kind of stuff but i mean surprise latino can do yard work right um, <laughs> but, but yeah no i never i never got into household chores which i think my wife gives me grief about and i'm like i'm very capable with my hands just nobody taught me like if somebody teaches me how to do stuff i'll do shit around the house all day uh i just never had the exposure well, the MERS learned by failure. I just, I mean, even this space, you know, because I bought my parents' house. So the, the space I'm sitting in right now is actually framed uh, by my own hands in some capacity. And my dad was always a prick about it. He always did. And it's like, what 12-year-old wants to learn how to do contract labor? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like from a guy who's never done contract labor. The only time I ever saw my dad have any joy doing this basement is to put the... um the studs up and get them into the ground like the concrete 
he had to have this tool where he actually put a blank 22 shell in there and he had to whack the back of it with a hammer and it would sh literally shoot a nail through the wooden concrete. It's the only time I ever saw that son of a bitch crack a smile building this basement. <laughs> that was actually Cow! a, uh, my, we were helping my old man hang some mantelpiece in that sun, that sunroom. You know, it used to be the wraparound porch and then they took a portion of it and kind of framed it up and made it a sunroom. And we were, it was more, more or less a place where he could put his fucking, his skulls that he collected. Um, but he, he was having a tough time leveling it while trying to nail it into brick. And he combined, he actually did a hybrid curse word. It was mother fuck you, motherfucker and fuck you combined. He was so frustrated. And then he got mad that we started laughing. Because it was funny. Because that's a good... Yeah, this is a whole new curse word. Yeah, right. Thank you, Dad. A... Definitely worth a laugh. You showed me shitty carpentry skills and a brand new fucking curse word to my vocabulary. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm using that starting tomorrow. Mother, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they could probably write a book on the... Especially being in trouble and having shit to do on the weekends, which was... Uh, edging, you know, gardening and things like that. Yeah, and Alan, we, we had to do a lot. We had to do pruning, which he never did. And he had this shitty, like, fucking 19, like, something out of Psycho. It's like this long, it had an extended arm, and he had to pull. And, of course, my 13-year-old fucking unpopeye like, forearms couldn't pull the string hard enough to get the clamps to clamp down low and, and cut off cut off branches from, like, 10 feet. I will say, like, for all the yard work I did, I did dodge like mowing the lawn somehow because and with it was a small lawn like you've been to my parents house mm -hmm. like yeah. the front lawn's very small it takes fucking like two minutes to fucking mow and the back is maybe like triple that size so give her give her five to seven and you're good to go uh but i so the problem was i don't know where he fucking got this goddamn lawnmower uh it was probably before i was born but the uh the pull string on it was like 37 feet long uh <laughs> you needed to get and you needed to get to at least 35 feet for that motherfucker to even think about turning over and believe it or not as as a 36 year old man i'm only five foot four so at like 16 i was like five foot even i don't that's all i've gotten in the last 20 years is another four <laughs> inches and fucking my man i could not get that fucking thing started i felt like less of a man like it was demoralizing and then he'd get all pissed at me and he'd be like fuck get the fuck out of here God, he'd started himself and i'd be like god damn it yeah. this is fucking bullshit that's but a, i did kind of dodge that bullet i will say that that's like like some engineer sick joke like haha we're gonna put the extra long one on this thing you have like, candid camera like what the fuck like they would look at me like I was like I was dumb, and I was like, "Dude, I'm. You're watching me do this. Is physics? The physics behind this is impossible. I don't have the wingspan. I just can't. I don't got it. <laughs> Shorten the cord, and I got it. Well, that brings me to the the whole my out, the only out I ever got, and that I ever took, and I stopped feeling guilty after this too, because I had to mow the lawn all the goddamn time. It's a full acre of land, riding mower, yada, yada. And I remember him giving me shit. My dad gave me shit because I, I guess when I was making the turns, I was, I was cutting the turn a little too sharp, and I was leaving like a thin strip on every, on every left-hand turn. 
And he's like, he finally he's like stopped the mower. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, if you're not going to do it right, just don't even do it at all. And I was just like, all right. And I just turned it off. And I was 16 at this point, had a car, had my license. I just turned the mower off. I was like, all right, well, I'm headed out then. And he's like, where are you going? I was like, I can't do it right. So I'm just not going to do it at all. And I just <laughs> rolled the fuck out of Dodge. And he never asked me to cut the grass again. And I was so goddamn grateful for that. That's because Good he Lord. learned his lesson that day, too. He was like, fuck. Yeah. He was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm be proud. I'm not going to fucking go back and make him do it. I'm just going to do it myself now. <laughs> yeah. A half-assed job is better than a job not done at all. All right. I can't, <laughs> yeah. can't be too critical. I, I, I agree. And by the way, that's been my literal philosophy moving forward through life ever since. I'm like, you know what? At least I mowed 98% of the lawn. I missed like what? Maybe 10, like three foot strips of grass. Fuck, fuck this. The rest of it's done. Maybe just go back over it. If you don't like it, you can spend 30 seconds finishing up what I fucked up. And don't complain. But how good do kids have it today? Alan had to get a running start to get a push mower fucking launched. Like, mm-hmm. everything's battery operated. Wes, you said you didn't have the Popeye forearms to even use, like, lawn clippers. Now everything's battery operated and weighs as much as a Coke can. Like, mm-hmm. and now we're not asking kids to do a goddamn thing. There's something wrong with the world. Mm. We had to suffer and sweat. We had no internet. <laughs> you had to dig out a basement. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Now, and my kid's just going to skate through pretending to mow a lawn with his Legos when he's 18. <laughs> he's just going to get on. He's going to get on a riding mower and think. He's going to put on a goddamn like probe and he's going to think about mowing the lawn. and It's going to do it. It's going to get now. How old is he now? He's eight. Oh, you know, so you know what you do? You just give them, get, go out there, cut out like a 50 by 50 and go get them one of those like hand jobbies from fucking uh, Home Depot, the just roller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just be like, all right, all right, bud, start right there. Start clearing out that 50 by 50 for me. Mm. And he's going to be like, fuck, this fucking sucks. And then when he graduates to riding mower, he's going to be like, this is fucking great. I'll do this all day. And you got yourself a, a lawn worker. See, he, that that's what that's what my dad did with me and Dewey. We had push mowers until we were teenagers, and he got a riding mower. One, and granted, it was like exactly like the mother. Maybe the steering wheel was a little bit different, but you know the one Forrest Gump was riding around in? Yeah, it was one of those. Snapper. Like, yeah, it said snapper on the, the front. The snapper. decal was still there, a little dinged up. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a point where my dad said, I don't even want to say the word lawn or mower as a compound word. That's your job from here on out. As long as you live in this fucking house, you mow the lawn unless unless you guys are going away for college. And that was true. And then one day he watched, I don't know, he was watching Old Yankee Workshop. He was like one of eight people in the fucking country that was watching it at that time. When I don't know, it was, who, was the, who was the craftsman on that show? Uh, I don't know the craftsman. It wasn't Bob Vila because Bob Vila had this old no, house. But actually, yeah, it was the, it was the guy who wore like the Scully hat and like uh, wore like leather chaps yeah. for no reason because he was. I know, <laughs> I, I know it wasn't Bob Vila because my dad said, Bob Vila can't hold a can. Da, 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 da. I can not remember what that guy's name is. But it was after that, some carryover show of, of, and it wasn't Lawn and Garden had someone who's like, oh, if you mow up and down, then afterwards, if you mow in a circle, it makes the lawn look really good. Then he tried to tell us we needed to do that. And I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. You get the up and down one time. You're not going to get the follow-up circle. Kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting ground crew. You're not getting grounds crew level fucking lawn. No, that's just not happening. Uh-uh. Yeah. Wow, what the hell was that guy's name? I keep wanting to say Al Borland. It's not Al Borland. 
I was like, and like, look, now the yard that I have is not much bigger than the heart, the yard I grew up with, and I play, I pay this nice gentleman who swings by the neighborhood every couple weeks like thirty bucks to get front and back, and I don't got to do a goddamn thing. Norm <laughs> That's Abram getting off cheap. Norm Abram, yeah, but he had a big old like, and then he would he would broom the uh the the concrete with his mustache after he was done. That's right, I remember that guy. Got to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, I will give my dad credit for this though. We we didn't, we never hired anybody for for anything. We might spend three days on a four hour job, but we would do it all ourselves, you know, because we would be saving money and everything. But man, the trauma, the, the emotional trauma. Again, trying to clean up this house, get everything situated. I just don't know how to do it because we never threw anything away. Everything had value. You can sell that for something. To who? I don't know. It'll just sit in this corner and collect dust for another three years. You can but, sell that to someone. Yeah, that's that's it. You can sell that to someone. So now Maria and I have decided that we are going to go get like a, like a portable dumpster, you know, one that the, the folks come and just pick up when you're done with it. We're going to get one of those. We're going to throw We're going to throw all sorts of things that I'm sure many – Homeless people and disenfranchised individuals could utilize for years to come, and I'm going to send it on down the road to the to the landfill, and it's just going to get get covered over in dirt because yeah. I don't give a shit. Doesn't Sorry, matter. charity. Yeah. <clears throat> Hoarding. You can sell that to somebody. That's the famous last words. That's just. I mean, I know it's gotten better. I know, you know, Christ with picking and eBay and now Facebook Marketplace and everything. Crazy! I sell I sell things from time to time, especially golf equipment. Made made a little. Actually, gonna have to pay taxes this year uh, through 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 some of the stuff I sold on on eBay. But yeah, that whole like someone someone might find value in this. That's when you just you got to look yourself in the mirror or in the reflection of this piece of shit that you have in your hand and just shake your head and go nah. Well, yeah, I think there's like a I think like you said. Uh, Wes, there's a fine line, right? Like, you could have some golf stuff. Like, I got some stuff. Like, I've thrown, like, I bought a pair of pants online, and they just didn't fit, and they were new, and they were Under Armour. And I was like, I'm gonna throw these up on Poshmark. Like, fucking $10 less than I bought them for. And somebody's like, I'll take those pants that that, that fit me. And I'm like, okay, here, take them. You know what I mean? At least I get a little something back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're still holding on to, like, you know, 1960s California raisin shot glasses, I... Maybe yeah. give them up. Maybe okay. let them go. I'm just saying, you know, or, or put, throw them up somewhere. Maybe somebody buys them, but uh, maybe let them go. Yeah. Well, I do have a 1988 word processor if anybody's in the market. Oh, mm. you bet. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for stuff to smash. I'm having a smash party. I could use some good breaking equipment. <laughs> I'm having a Gallagher themed fucking party with not fruit. Processor. <laughs> Dude, it's got a it's got a 13 inch fucking monitor. And I remember this thing. I haven't turned it on in a while, but it's like that really weird, dull, like uh, amber color lettering. Like the font mm-hmm. is all in like that, like dot yeah. matrix. But instead of green, it's like a like a dull yellow. In uh, yeah, the kind of thing that like when you close your eyes after you've been working on something for a while, you can still read it because <laughs> it's burned into your retinas. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. <clears throat> ah, middle class souls, everybody. Foxman, Allen, and Murr. What did I say? I was going to come up with some acronym for that. FMAM? Yeah. There we Fam. go. Fam. <laughs> Fam. 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 Um, hey, look, we got a really good segment up this week on uh, on friend or foe involving 
I don't know. Teenagers and moms and strippers. Mm. Say say less, Murr. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I have to say, I read through this story. I got a problem with this lady, but I don't know how much of a problem I have with this lady. But there's a woman. She's known as Britain's most hated woman and mm. says she's expecting more backlash after she's now hired strippers for her teen daughter's birthday party. Carla Bellucci is a former glamour model turned social media influencer known for her controversial views. She's been known to anger many for her comments in the past, and it seems she's done it again with one of her latest parenting moves. Now, while most 18-year-olds expect a glass of fizzy on their birthday, Carla's daughter, Tanisha, he's 17 right now, will be marking the milestone with bottles of pricey Dom Perignon. Not only that, but there's a 2,000... What, what is that? Is that 2,000 pound? Uh, yeah. That L? That weird looking L? Uh, yes, the 2,000 pound uh, champers will be served uh, to the teens and also be um, greeted by half-naked strippers at the 10,000 pound birthday bash. So, friend or foe, is it ever okay for a parent to buy strippers for their teenage daughters or sons? Um, I, I guess we can weigh the pros and cons of uh, males versus uh, females, but hiring strippers for your daughter's 18th birthday, friend or foe? Friend, yes, they're 18, they're adults, let's all go out, have fun, we're best friends now, or foe, no, that's still your child, and you should actually teach them the proper morals and mores before they enter into the, you know, realm of adulthood. Alan, you always tend to side on who gives a shit, so let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, same, who gives a shit, I don't care, I mean, yeah, I think that's the main thing, is they're of age, right, like, I don't care, like... I went to a strip club when I was 18. My my parents didn't go with me, but I was, if I want to see, look, if I want to see titties, I'm going to see titties if I'm of age to see titties. And I think if this young, is a la- it's a lady, right? It's her daughter's birthday? That's correct, yeah. 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 So if, you know, and this is just what little I know of male strippers, but from what I see is they just slap their dongs in and around the facial area of these young ladies that go to these shows. So if that lady, if this girl wants stripper dong in and around her area while sipping high quality champagne, fuck it, go for it. She's 18 years old. Enjoy yourself. Mom's a little weird for that, but you know, whatever. If she's got the pocketbook to do it, fuck it. All right. Wes, this is going to like going back to like talking about my father and my parenting and, and, his formative years. I remember when I was probably in my lid, mid to late twenties, I asked, we got on the subject of prank phone calls and I asked my dad, I said, you didn't think that was funny. You weren't a fan of that. Were you? You just didn't think that that was very humorous. And he said, no, I, of course I thought it was funny. You guys were funny people. You and your friends were all funny. I couldn't encourage it. I couldn't be like, Oh God, Wes, this is real good stuff. Keep them coming. Matter of fact, use our phone. Use our house phone. Call anyone you want. <laughs> keep them coming. Keep them coming. Break the law. And I think the same applies here. Um, foe. Uh, you know what? If she's gonna if she's gonna go to a male strip club with her friends at eighteen and some rite of passage, some girls thing, do it. I don't know what like if 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 Britain or or the UK's male strip club scene is is seedy and uh, not that there's like unseedy. See the areas. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but you know, if it's, if it's just if it's too much of a risk over overseas, over in the the UK, I guess. But you know what? Don't bring that in. Don't have some fucking like you know what. And 
what this is supposed to be a birthday party. So presumably other you know friends of hers yeah. are, are saying, you think those parents are like, oh, yeah, go go on over there. Enjoy yourself. I know it's going to be a lot of money and a lot of dongs being slapped, as Alan put it. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, don't bring that into the household. Like, have, go, lie to your parents. Say, I'm staying at Stacy. Stacy is staying at Jen's. Jen's staying at Kimberly's. Kimberly is staying at Jennifer's and Tanisha and la, 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 la. And you lie to your parents and all of you guys meet up and you drive to a male strip club. You get the big X's on your goddamn uh, hands because you can't drink. You all split a fifth in the fucking parking lot. You walk in. You get dongs around your face. Then you go back home. All right? End but of story. That's the, so, like, there's, there's, I think, fundamental differences there, right? Like, one... The drinking age is eighteen there, so they're already getting fucking. It's a great point, right? You're, 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 you are one hundred percent on that. But like, I think they're like, I guess it's a little strange. Like, I would think it was weirder if like the dad got it for the daughter for her <laughs> for her birthday, right? Like the mom. It's not that weird to me. Like, how many girls do we know or that we we've encountered that have like moms that they're best friends with that just have weird fucking relationships? And you're like, that's not healthy. But this seems like one of those things, like. It, it, it this is not like this doesn't seem surprising to me. This seems very fucking my super sweet sixteen. If that was a HBO show and not a fucking MTV show, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. I, I I don't know. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. The, the mother probably should not be doing it. But if they're all eighteen, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I I get your point where it comes down to like they're not breaking any laws. Nobody's getting in any trouble here. But like this whole. I don't know. I think I actually have more of a problem with her getting them all these bottles of like Dom Perignon. <laughs> like, you should have to. Yeah, that seems more problematic. Yeah, because like, look, you're not gonna. The average teenager's not gonna be able to afford a bottle of Dom, right? You're gonna have to go get yourself a bottle of Rickle off. You're gonna have to go buy yourself. You're gonna have to pound through some uh, what what ninety nine bananas or some fucking Goldschlager or some really cheap brandy or whatever that guy you met in the parking lot brought out to you with his your mystery twenty dollar bill. Like that's how life should really go down. Like the stripper thing if because I'm gonna eat my own words here because it's like because if it was a guy, if it was a dad and a son, I don't see it as big as an issue. But when it's a mom and a daughter, it's like, what are you trying to teach her? Like this whole women's empowerment thing, it almost seems contradictory to like, you know, you're not an object. You shouldn't be treated as one. Hey, let's go objectify you tonight for a couple thousand dollars. You and your friends, come on. We'll get some dong slapped in your face like the whores that you're going to grow up to be. They're objectifying the dong. Like, aren't we doing the same fucking thing with our son in the hypothetical? Like, aren't we being like, let's go, let's go fucking throw cold hard cash at these fucking hussies on the stage. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like both of them are very much like these, these like old timey fucking like like gen- gender specific things, and it's like, hey, fuck it, man. You want to see some titties? It's it's of it's time. I know, I know. When it was time for me to see titties legally, I went and saw titties. Yeah, but and I if this girl, <clears throat> if this girl wants to see dong in a controlled environment, you know what I mean? Like, look, I would have much rather had a stripper come to my home and show me her titties versus going to McDougal's. You know what I mean? I I didn't need to see a C section scar at eighteen on up on the stage, but I did. You know what I mean? And yeah, sure, maybe that put a little fucking hair on my chest. But if I could, if I could have had a more controlled 
softer situation to the intro to strippers, I probably would have taken it. See, th- this is – okay, hold on. I, I, I object slightly because this is where we're getting into this. Like, okay, w- marijuana is becoming legal, okay? And <clears throat> I remember – the in, legal for anybody here soon. Anybody eighteen years or older can walk into in the state of Maryland. That is can walk into a, uh, you know any of these dispensaries without a card and purchase it legally. All right, and I this I remember having a conversation with a cousin of mine about ten years ago. Once this started getting like wheels getting put in motion, and she said, you know, I guess that like takes away a lot of like you know teenage people's anxiety about going to some sketchy fucking place, buying it from from some dirt bag fucking twenty year old going into a fucking you know, a, a cocaine party where everyone's staring at you, going to some sketch neighborhood that you don't want to drive to, okay? This is kind of like what you just said. Oh, it had, had it been a more cush situation. I don't know, man. I went to fucking night shift in the east side of Baltimore. Me and my buddy split a fucking 12-pack of bush in the parking lot and went in, and I had some 50-year-old fucking with triple Ds throw, throw in my face, and I was like, whoo, yeah, man, being 19 is amazing. I don't know if I could think of anything better than this. I don't know. I mean, could I, could I have said a better situation? I suppose. Was it that bad? I didn't need my parents to buy me, buy me fucking, you know, some sort of cush situation. But but again, like we're we're guys, right? So like like Murr was alluding to, like, you know, we sure we can just be fucking dirty, grimy, fucking very stereotypical men and go to these hell holes where the ladies shake their booties for dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Think about your daughter's first experience with a dong in her face. But, that's not one that she's choosing to put her mouth on. It, it's a clo- It's at a. It's at a a gentleman's club. Uh, the, some Australian meathead is just grinding his dick all up on her forehead. Right. Wouldn't you prefer that to be in a nice, classy environment with gl- glass? Glassware, like actually made of glass. I'm pretty sure I got my beer in a solo cup at my fucking strip club. Like, you know what I mean? This is an odd fantasy. This is like an odd fantasy that you've created. This is like creating someone's like recreating her sweet sixteen, but for fucking Magic Mike and her first dong slapping experience. I will say, you don't think she could go to a. You said gentlemen's club, so the opposite of this would be was a ladies club. Uh, ladies, ladies club. club. You don't yeah, think they, Adam. as a group of eighteen-year-olds, could go to that and then befriend a group of other people who are women who are like, "Oh my God, your first time! Sit down. We're going to show you the ropes. We're going to show you the dongs and the dances and everything. Oh, it's going to be amazing. We'll take you under our wing. We've been here before. We know how to do this. I Get mean, your maybe. dollars. Maybe." At the very least, I hope somebody tells one of these young ladies not to use the ATM for twelve fifty. <laughs> you should go across the street to the uh, sicko. Whatever happens, somebody has the fucking the cooth to fucking warn them about the ATM fee at a strip club. <laughs> did, did somebody say something about showing you the ropes? Well, my name's Rex. I'm gonna show you the ropes. Come with me, little lady. I'm a fireman. <laughs> I throw nothing but ropes. He's the fucking cowboy. He's just in chaps and a fucking hat. That's it. That's all he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I guess it, but back to your earlier – one of your earlier points, though, Alan. It's like, see, I've been taught by the Alphabet crew that uh, male strip clubs is about dominance. It's about us being able to th- throw money at these women and have them do our bidding before our eyes. And so this just seems like a way of, like, I don't know. It seems like the antithesis of what uh, – the, the ills we've been trying to cure – over the last uh, decade or so. And so 
they're embracing it. They're embracing this masculine way of uh, celebrating the next phase of this child's life. And it's your child. I'll really just have your back on this one and just tell you that, ladies, we are not we are not using them at this strip club. They're using us. I'm trying to avoid buying some broad a fucking forty dollar like VSOP fucking Hennessy or some bullshit like. Yeah, we're the ones getting used in those scenarios. Just uh, take that to bed with yourselves because it is not the other way around. Yeah, I told you in Atlantic City, I I was told I had a juicy cock. Then, you know, I felt like I was getting used there. See, who was who was doing the harassing there? Of course, I was like 29 then. I was like, you know, yeah, really? Still juicy, huh? (laughs) I do. I do moisturize. Say that to one of your male colleagues in the office next time. See how fast you get to HR there, ladies. I can imagine. I know my HR person. She'd be like, uh, what the hell is this? <laughs> so severance. So I guess technically the uh, the foes have it, but there is a there's a fight for the friends. And that is a friendly friend. aftertaste. Yeah, it's yeah. got a friendly... Ugh, ugh. Got a friendly aftertaste from a stranger with way too much Axe body spray. <laughs> so, Mur, were you friend or foe? I'm. Oh no, I'm foe. I mean, no, mom shouldn't be taking them. I mean, this is very Kardashian-like. Do we need a world yeah, with more of those, like more of those individuals in it? Probably not. But uh, at the end of the day, it's really just rich versus poor. Mom can afford to spend ten thousand dollars on a private strip club party for their teenage daughter. Um, the haves have it, and the have-nots can frame the basement with their dad, I guess. (laughs) Fair enough. And that's your friend or foe. All right, folks. So every now and then we get a special guest here at the Middle Class Holes. And this week we have another special guest coming to us. Gary List, G-Money, co-host of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. Gary, appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining Hey, I appreciate y'all having me on the show, man. It, I, I caught a couple of them. It's hilarious. I like it. I like it. So, Gary, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the podcast, how it got created, where, uh, where where the foreground got laid, I had a very pertinent question. Now, for those of you who don't know, Gary and I went to college together. Alan sniffed a little bit towards the tail end of our senior year. How long has it been since G Money has donned a party? Have walked the glass breaks, the stone cold music starts. Gary List walks in with a half gallon of Admiral Nelson spiced rum. How long has that been? Oh man, <laughs> man, it's, it's been too long, too long. I tell you what, I, I have upgraded my drinking drinking abilities lately. I, I go to I go to some Captain Morgan now. I, I upgrade them to a little more high class. Okay, I would say, listen. For ten to eleven dollars and some change for a plastic half gallon thing of spiced rum, and the the voyage and the journey that Admiral Nelson went through may have been just as exciting as Captain Morgan and Sailor Jerry. I mean, it was a good it's a good story. I'm pretty sure the I, Admiral. I, I've Admiral definitely Admiral. read that whole thing of it. What were you gonna <laughs> Go say, ahead. Alan? No, I said I'm pretty sure the Admiral uh, out outranks the captain, so it's it's fine. You. <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely read that whole entire back of that of that bottle multiple times on multiple nights, and I used to tell people half the price just as nice. 
Well, I have a question. Since you and Wes, did you guys pledge together at uh, uh, at Frostburg? So Gary was not. Uh, Gary was okay. He was not a in, in the fraternity. He was a freak party frequenter. Knew a lot of us, but he was actually he made the wise decision to not pledge uh, the fraternity. Well done. I did. I did a very similar thing. I lived at a fraternity house. I never pledged the fraternity house. Therefore, I was. My question was going to be. Yeah, I know. I was going to ask you if you had a favorite David Hasselhoff song, but I guess that uh, doesn't really doesn't really qualify in this particular situation. Actually, I kind of want to know if you have one. <laughs> I, I do not. I do not. Yeah, but that's, that's fine. I don't. Out, outside of the song that I listen to over and over again repeatedly, I know nothing from the catalog of David Hasselhoff. He's big in Germany, so. We're going to leave it at that. Um, Gary, give us the uh, – so the Man Cave Sports Podcast, uh, you were a co-host. Kind of give us uh, a playbook, a Cliff Notes version, an elevator pitch of how it all got started and, and what it is you guys do. All right. So, actually, I've never met any of the guys on the actual podcast in person. So, one of my, one of my guys, he, he's run a podcast before, and I told him I was interested in trying to do fantasy football. So he got me, two other people that were interested in sports, and just threw us together, and it's been it's been it's been fun ever since. It's been about coming up on one year right now, and we just talk sports, every sport you can think of, pretty much. Yeah, that that's one of the questions I was going to ask because I <clears throat> was kind of dabbling in some of you guys' social media stuff, and uh, obviously you guys were hitting you know, the football uh, playoffs were knee deep. We're, we're into college basketball. We've talked a lot of betting now that I've gotten Murr absolutely hooked. Murr's like fucking like Clayton. Or what's it? Well, <laughs> Murr's got the fucking itch. Um, it's yeah. not good. It's not good. Uh, what I did uh, Czechoslovakian hockey uh, a couple weeks ago, and I realized Jeez. I need to put that shit away for a fucking minute. Well, they play it like they play it like ten in the morning. If you want to bet, you know, after you've had your coffee, uh, you can Czechoslovakian <laughs> hockey. That's the game for you. Um, but I also I think like, Japanese Japanese basketball at four in the morning. <laughs> Their high score is like forty five. Believe me, I've seen it. The, the, the over under is a hundred <laughs> total combined sports. Um, but I even I even saw things like uh, you you guys were talking Australian Open. So you you literally don't uh, don't well you maybe close the door on Japanese basketball or Czechoslovakian hockey. But for the most part, the you know you don't tight cast yourself or pigeonhole yourself into just football, basketball, the big sports, right? Yeah, that's that's one of the things we try to focus on where we'll hit touch every sport. We, we even talk some WNBA and women's college basketball every once in a while when hot topics are about, really. So that's one thing we pride ourselves on. Try to hit every sport. Yeah. Wasn't it? There was a big one recently. Uh, the New York Liberty are kind of pulling like a, uh, like a dream team, right? They signed uh, – Girl from Oregon. Uh, <laughs> it was either Candace Parker or Brianna Stewart, maybe I think. It doesn't matter. One of them, but just yeah. make up a name. No one, no one gives a shit. Come on, let's be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's people that are grateful that you're covering it, but I mean, good luck. You're probably giving it more coverage than ESPN. No. Hey, we, hey, we, I, I honestly, Mur, I, I'm not mad at you for it. Definitely, we definitely try to give the coverage we can. <sighs> So I, I do want to ask a little bit about uh, what what has led us up to this point because you know the, the biggest sports po- uh, topic and uh, you know per, across the board is going to be the Super Bowl. Um, if you want to quickly recap anything from the AFC and NFC championships, were these teams that you expected to be here? Uh, obviously, I don't think you expected 
the 49ers to be on their 15th string quarterback for three quarters of the game and and then and then put in their starting quarterback who now has to have Tommy John surgery but uh anything leading up to the Super Bowl then we'll ask you about the Super Bowl um I I just look Mahomes on one leg last week and comes through for for the team and they made it to the Super Bowl I wasn't surprised was surprised with them there but the Eagles not an Eagles fan I'll just leave it at that <laughs> I mean, is anybody really? <laughs> well, exactly. yeah, there's there's people in and around this area that are. I I I I literally heard three different Eagles conversations in the grocery store, and I just had to like roll my eyes and run the other direction. Um, like, well, okay, are, any surprises through the playoffs? Like, are there any teams that you expected to do better, perform better, and then any teams that performed like underperformed in your opinion? I mean, definitely, definitely the Bills. Josh Allen always, always underperforming pretty much in the playoffs when it comes down to it. He just lives up to the Bills logo, what they're about pretty much over there. That's why people get smashed through tables. Yeah. <laughs> True, but Bills. Um, for the for the NFC, I I definitely thought the 49ers were going to do more against against the Eagles. Really, it was really just ugly like you said the quarterback's going down you can't do much about that so but i, I like the jack trevor lawrence and their story how he made it to the, the beat the um next round he got to the chiefs at least that yeah it was nice i was also i was hoping slash not hoping just for comedic relief that when the eagles owner asked jalen hurts to to do the fly eagles fly that he didn't know the lyrics i thought maybe he's like hey i haven't uh, i'm a football player i don't know i don't know what the fucking chant song is he knew him but wouldn't that have been something if he had been like oh uh, <laughs> hey the microphone <laughs> you, you see it <laughs> uh I, and then and then you brought up another good point with with uh <clears throat> with, with with the quarterback situation and, and and uh now he now he has to have tommy john surgery uh leading into the super bowl with the Eagles having played kind of an overachieving Giants team and a 49ers team that was down to, you know, bare bones, a guy who's played, what, 15 years? Christ, he was with the Ravens a year ago, I think. Um, do, do, do you foresee any uh, end the bye week with, with the Eagles? Do you foresee any, like, slow start, anything like that with the Chiefs? Are they, are, is this, is this a, pro, a professional team, a pros team, a team that's the best team in the NFC and they'll just come out the gates hot? I'm just wondering if it's going to be slow grinding in the first quarter. I think I think I think the t- team's going to get used to each other's playing style, check out their defenses, what they're throwing at them. The Eagles I don't have as many injuries as the Chiefs right now, so I think I think they're going to get off to a pretty good start. And this one I think is going to be high scoring, honestly, more better than the last couple Super Bowls where it's been kind of low scoring, less entertaining. So this one should be good. Yeah, to bet the over. That was that last Eagle, last Eagle Super Bowl. What was it like 40, 43, 38 or something like that? Yeah, take the this over. One kind of, this one kind of feels like a shootout. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm here for. I'll take a shootout in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and any any worry about Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, you got you got the any worry with Mahomes on his ankle? I, no, I don't. I, um. Definitely, if he's on one leg last week. The real, the real worry for me for Mahomes right now is his his three receivers are out. McCole Harmon, he said he's probably out for out for the game for sure. You got Juju's banged up. The new addition, Kadarius Tony, he's he's electric. So if he gets the ball, if he's healthy, 
those are game changers. Like you saw Mahomes on one leg last week with three starting receivers down, and he still willed his team to the next round. And that's what I like about him. He's the number one scoring offense regular season. Eagles number number two scoring number one scoring offense in the playoffs right now. So it should be good. And I hope Mahomes just lights it up. Yeah. Do you have, and not to put you on the spot, I know we have a little more than a week to go, but do you have any lock solid predictions? Do you have a score? Do you have a team? Do you have, do you have a loser and a winner and a team that's going to beat the other team by scoring more points than the losing team? <laughs> but I, hey, if I had it locked good like that, we, we'd all be winning money on FanDuel. I'll share my picks. <laughs> Shit. You know, <laughs> I think, I think, I think. My feeling is the Chiefs are going to come through as long as the receivers are, end up being healthy. That's If they're not healthy, the Eagles could, defense could really step it up and they could, they could put some pressure on Mahomes and that would be ugly. So it's a little bit lopsided. I'm going both ways, but my, my personal choice, I want to see the Chiefs win. He could break the MVP. Nobody's won the Super Bowl and the MVP season since 1999 with Kurt Warner. So if anybody can do it, Patrick Mahomes could be that guy. Well, my question to you is going to be this, um, and I, I don't know if he did it on purpose. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any coincidences when it comes to NFL coverage. Uh, Tom Brady obviously said he's done. He's retired. Do you buy it? Do you, do you think he's going to wait for the tea leaves, or do you think that uh, 10 years, $350 million is good enough to call it a day and sit in a broadcast booth? I mean, if – 10, 10 years, $350 million, I'll sit in whatever booth you give me, and I don't care what I'm looking at, but I'm good. Well, <laughs> he should stay retired, spend some time with the family. Well, he already lost it. Here's the reason I asked, too, and I'm, I'm suspicious, is because he already lost his wife. Because if I had the money I already have in the bank and Giselle Boonchin, I feel like I would have retired last year. And he said, all right, bye, bye G, see you later. I'm going to try to push my way through this uh, playoff season with a shitty team and no running back. Um, but he did that. So, and I, I, I don't know if he was to come back, where do you think he would land considering the landscape, the NFL? There's, there's a lot. There's always whispers and rumors in the league and stuff. I don't, I don't get the official whisper rumors. I got to follow them somehow or another, but he said he, he's got connections with San Francisco. I don't, I don't see that. Happen, honestly, but he was he was almost inked for for the Raiders at one point. Him and Ski almost deal and fell down in Las Vegas with Dana White or something came up. But that that might be one place the Raiders is. Think, I'm thinking. Mm. See, I'm oh, thinking man. I'm thinking more like like the uh, like the Iowa Barnstormers of the uh, indoor <laughs> league. I just you know he's already broken all those records. Go in there and break all those records. You know he could play at least sixty in that fucking league. <laughs> And just have you know, look maybe CFL. Mur, the the Argonauts have a have have an opening. No, there's the only the only quarterback of the Argonauts. If they're going to get anybody new, is going to be Doug Flutie, the greatest quarterback who never got a chance. By the way, Gary, I do have to ask: is is, is Doug Flutie the greatest I was quarterback about to bring who never got a chance? <laughs> He's, I don't know. If, he, he's got he's got some chances, so he's he's a great quarterback. We'll give him that. But he's got flutie okay. flakes. No, but no other quarterback has things like that. Flutie flakes. 
you know? Damn straight. All right, that's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. I needed to hear somebody back me up on Doug Flutie being the greatest quarterback that never had a chance. End of story. Um, I, I, no, I, every time I watch the 30 for 30 Doug Flutie, like, I don't know, like once a week just to, um, yeah, I don't know, just show, show myself that there's hope in the world and that there's assholes that run it. So um, that's all I got. I'm done. Thank you, Wes. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, Gary, you're going to have to understand that how far back our, our friendship goes and the fact that, like, I sat and I witnessed firsthand the 1998-1999 Bills playoff run where, you know, Flutie got into the playoffs and then, who was it, I don't remember who the... Uh, Rob, Rob Johnson. Johnson. Was it, no, it was Rob Johnson. I was talking about who the was. Was it Norm? That was the quarterback. I'm talking about the the uh, the coach. The coach. Coach starts Rob Johnson, and yeah, Murr was like, I can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe that son of a bitch is doing it. They they need to they need to pull his testicles down and cut him off and throw him into the goddamn lake. That dumb bastard right down to yeah. Niagara. It's Wade Phillips. That's who I thought. Was it, it was. Wade Phillips? Yeah. I was just about to say Wade Phillips. Yeah. Ah, oh, the old the, the guy who went to. Denver or not Denver, Dallas, and said my player. Dallas. Yeah. 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 Uh. Wade Phillips didn't have any say in that. The only reason any general manager puts Wade Phillips in charge of a team is because they can tell Wade Phillips exactly how he's going to run a team. There's that's no true. other. It, oh, okay, sir. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll do. He, he yeah, does, we're going to pull Doug. Yep. Yeah, we'll pull Doug. He does say it like all sad in that 30 for 30. They like they have him in like a fucking like a Motel 6 lobby in like a single <laughs> chair. And he's just like. Yeah, the, I had to tell Doug, you know, the uh, order came from on high. I got to put, put Rob Johnson in and fucking Flutie's fuming on the sideline and shit. And fucking Wade Phillips just cucking over on the sideline, collecting a paycheck. But <laughs> So, Mur, I have a theory then, because you're kind of semi-conspiracy theorist. He's raging in the sidelines. Do you think someone came, drew his blood, and that's how they got Nugenics? Like, Absolutely. Like, he's got, yeah. That guy's got a raging heart on right now, and this is what we're going to pump into eugenics into men 25 years from now. It's just pure testosterone and adrenaline and rage. <laughs> That's all it is. That's what career-ending rage is eugenics. <laughs> uh, uh, shifting focus a little bit. Um, I mean, any thoughts, any early predictions on college hoops? Uh, I, I ask you this. I know these two gentlemen. These guys watch a little bit. I watch a lot. I bet a lot on it. Um, any, any teams you got your eye on? Um, I mean, right, Alabama's Alabama just dominated somebody, but it, was, it wasn't a big school. Purdue, they say, they're, they're legit number one right now. So they got a dude. I don't know how tall he is, but he's huge. Seven he's four. Like, I, he's he's got to be seven foot. He's seven four. Jesus. And he's he's – He's dominating too. So, you got a big guy like that. You're gonna make a run deep in the, deep in the tournament for sure. No, I do. I, Purdue is to me is one of those teams that it's like uh, they they have underachieved in the tournament in the last like decade to where it's like you got to show me. I'm gonna pencil you in as maybe a Sweet 16, and then you prove yeah. me wrong. I really like Houston, even though Alabama beat them uh, earlier on in the year. That's a well coached team, a lot of athletes. I do like Bama, and I think if Arizona gets their shit together, they can score enough. But man, they just don't they they don't play D. It's almost like, hey, we'll give you two points, but we're going to go down on the other end. We're, we're just going to beat you in a, in, a, in a transition game. So uh, maybe we'll get you back on for a March Madness episode. So yeah. yeah. Oh, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to ask you was, hey, you, you, I'm always down. I'm always down for the March Madness. Hell yeah, I'd take uh, that's the the second least productive work day in the entire work year. Thursday, round one of March Madness. Fucking right. <laughs> um, yeah, and Murr, Mur, you don't have to work that day, right? 
Oh, I'll work that day, but I'll be working that phone all fucking day. <laughs> Get myself a parlay. God damn it. <laughs> no sweat. That's <laughs> 84 legs, bitch. <laughs> Christ. Oh, oh, shit. Your, your kids can retire after with that kind of hit. <laughs> that's an, and Murr has told a couple tall tales of like having oh, to yeah. uh, having to crap on the job. And, and oh, yeah. And maybe this will be the time you just go into the office and just be like, hey, guys, got something to tell you. <laughs> right, on the, right on the desk, baby. <laughs> that's U.S. <USD. laughs> Special delivery. <laughs> Express from from me to you. Um, we got Gary. I guess. Listen, man. Tell uh, tell all the listeners where they can find you. Give us your social media plugs. Um, and you know uh, what what you guys got on the horizon. And then we're gonna keep you around for a uh, for a little segment we call Fun Fact Friday. All right. You can find find me on Twitter at G Money Caveman on Twitter. You can find our show if you type in YouTube six thirteen Fay Productions. It comes up with a bunch of other podcasts that we do also. Same thing on on Twitter as well at six thirteen Fay. And he just we try to try to do try to do little little clips and stuff like that. We're getting better at it. We're still we're still in the progress, you know. Yeah, it's a, it, 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 tell me, man. It's a it's a goddamn. It is always a work in progress. Every time, every time you think you got it down, someone edits it a different way. Like, look at this. You need to, and then you watch, you watch some YouTube video. This is how you better market your podcast in 2023. Like, oh, I was doing it all wrong just two months ago. All right, what can I? <laughs> need to buy a consultant. All right, Mister Murr. Well, let's expand our minds with Fun Fact Friday. That's right, my friends. It's time for five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Brought to you by the Man Cave Sports Podcast. And also, Gary, have you ever had shin splints? Shin splints? I can't say I've ever had shin splints, honestly. Good, because they're a fake fucking medical abnormality that assholes seem to think they have but if you're suffering from any pain below that knee and above that ankle you can find our friends at the shin splints recovery group on facebook let's get to some amazing facts did you know now we've heard this fact before but gary has not the doctor who performed napoleon bonaparte's autopsy supposedly sliced off his penis as a keepsake According to the most popular story, Napoleon's dismembered member made its way from St. Helena to Croatia to Britain to New York, where it was displayed in a museum. In 1977, it was purchased by a New Jersey urologist who verified that it was the item, in fact, in question, a penis from Napoleon Bonaparte. But we still don't know for sure if it was the real penis from Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> so we have a we have a penis oh, we have a penis we just don't know if it's the penis it could or could not be napoleon now, now do you think you might have pumped it up somehow to make it look bigger uh, you know that's the other problem is apparently it was a tiny penis yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't filling up the mason jar i'll uh, tell you what you got to do you got to get some of that eugenics doug flutie fucking injection right in there to right on into the yeah. phallus get the eugenics but i'm going to run this theory by gary so gary my theory on it being napoleon's penis and it being real is that you wouldn't keep it as a keepsake if it was a large penis because if you wanted to embarrass the man 
you would just bury him with his giant schlong. But if he was had a little, like, look at this little nubble. We'll, we'll, we'll trim this mushroom down, and then you would pass it around to the world to see. I, I would, I would have to agree with you on that. You're right. You're right. If, if, he, if it's a big one, it's like, you know what? He's dead. We didn't like him. We don't want to pump his head up any more than it already is. You know. <laughs> Thank you. His name's too big. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. What you're saying is it wasn't enough that they exiled his ass to an island in the middle of the ocean. They were like, oh, shit, his dick is little. Let's put this shit in a jar and fucking send it to museums. We're making fun of this motherfucker forever. Exactly. We're going to let a lot of the world know that you were almost ruled by this little dick having motherfucker. This little dick ass motherfucker almost got y'all, but we didn't let him. I like how they played hot potato with it. Chris, what was the, the where, where did it, it made a pit stop over half of Europe, then Jersey? Then the urologist was like, oh, man, I, I've seen medical books. That looks legit. Like, it was at that the Coney was... Island boardwalk for like six months. It was <laughs> it gotten everywhere. St. Helena, Croatia, Britain, New York. And then it was finally bought. <laughs> Somebody bought it. Yeah. The guy was, that, that urologist was holding up a medical book that he earned his urology degree from. I was like, yeah, that's. Well, that's a spitting image. That might be it. $35. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know researchers at Stockholm's Kerenskia Institute have a habit of sneaking Bob Dylan lyrics into their papers? Highlights include uh, F receptors tangled up into uh, (laughs) dietary nitrate, a slow training, a slow train a coming. And uh, nitric oxide and inflammation, the answer is blowing in the wind. These fucking dorks. They're God. nerds, bro. <laughs> Just fucking nerds. This is, this, is a, this is a Swedish what now? A medical examiner? No, these are like researchers in Stockholm. They, they like, I guess, I guess they got a hankering. They got a bone apart for uh, old Bob Dylan there. <laughs> and uh, so anytime they can enter a Bob Dylan lyric into their findings, they do so. Dorks. I think Dorks. Like, do like, yeah. a, like a biggie lyric or something, you know? Be original. Right? Throw it in there. You're like, ah, my nitroglycerine. You, you, you definitely get more props. Yeah. You get more street cred in Stockholm. Yeah. Bob Dylan lyrics? When's the last fucking hot Bob Dylan lyric you heard? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But though he did win the Mark Twain Award for, you know, uh, literature and everything. Yeah, that was years like ago. That. Yeah. Yeah, that, that gets you street cred. Like, yo, what the fuck's this? Nah, this is uh this is a this is a, you know this is a Mark Twain Award, buddy. <laughs> there, oh. there I say the the times they are a changing. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Well, it is Sweden, and if you're looking for the whitest thing to do, I guess that would be it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) Did you know, in 2005, the state of Idaho passed a resolution commending the makers of Napoleon Dynamite for, quote, promoting Idaho's most favorite export, the tater tot? (laughs) That sounds totally real. I can (laughs) More white people shit. That is the most white people shit in the world. Thank you for promoting potatoes. And as an Irishman, I commend you. Was that out of a? Was that out of a? Hey, tater tots are fucking money. Yes, that's true. Yes, no yeah. Point. The mini Again, tots the whitest are... thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Yo, yeah. potato tots are money. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong though. It's not pretty white though. <laughs> 
the mi- the mini ones with some old bay and dip and a dipping sauce. And you have to you have to <laughs> the the recommended burn rate on the back, then broil it for another minute. Get that nice crisp action. Fucking right, Wes. I was getting ready to say I have a convection oven, oh, and so the heat it really it really like ramps up at the bottom of the oven. So hmm. I put those fuckers all the way down, and if it says 450, I pump it up to 500 for like the last 10 minutes. And god damn, if they ain't crispy as shit. Mm. Yeah. Fuck me. Gary, you got a you got a preferred top method? Oh yeah. I I tell you I tell you what, one of the most memorable tater tot things I ever had, fucking Frostburg, man. They used to have this tater tot casserole in the dining hall that just was like amazing. I don't know what the hell he put did to it or nothing. I've never found somebody to cook it for me the way Frostburg Dining Hall cooked it. <laughs> and it was I might, I might have had it like two o'clock in the morning a couple times, but you know. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what's in the tater tot casserole, though? Like, okay, tots, obviously. Are we talking like a sour cream, or what are we going? It, it, was, it, was, def, it was beef, cream-like kind of thing on the bottom. It was cheese, definitely cheesy, some onions in it, mm. and it's ta- covered by tater tots on top. And it was just like, I, get, I don't know what kind of cheese it was, but it had like some, like, it was white cheese with something. It was good. I think it was like a it was like a lunch lady like chili tater chili cheese tater tot fucking casserole. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. See, that's uh, that's the type of shit that they give you all the ingredients that they use and say cook this, and you can't cook it the way they cook it. You just can't. This is it's impossible. It's just not. It's not. It's not doable. You need to put it in certain pans. It needs to be handled by certain hands. Like yeah. You can't, you can't recreate that shit. No, no. And then I don't know, Gary. Where did you? Uh, where, where were you living at this time? I was. I was in the dorm at that point. It was early, early on in the early on in the career over at Frostburg. Yeah, but you were down I was like there for a while. Down, uh, down around the 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 the, uh, the dining hall, right? In one of those one of those dorms. Oh yeah, yeah. I lived like across, across the dining hall, pretty much. So yeah, it so, was. <laughs> Really convenient. Yeah. So, so I did too. I did too. And when, a year in front of the hall. Yeah. When you when you get when you get done eating, you put your tray up, and by the time you get into your dorm, it goes. Bloop. Oh, mm-hmm. I got I gotta go. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of long walks down, cold walks down that big ass hill, and the only thing that was that was there to save you was really shitty cafeteria food at fucking like two a.m. Before Late night closes in five minutes. We got to get there. Hurry <laughs> <Yeah>. up! <laughs> I'm a student. Let me in. <laughs> Walking with a tray with like the the tater casserole, a salad, a bowl of cereal, a cook, a single cookie, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a black banana, <laughs> and some Fruit Loops. <laughs> Good times. Did you know? In 1969, Norman Mailer, who was born on this day in 1923, unsuccessfully campaigned to become the mayor of New York City with legendary newspaper columnist Jimmy Breslin as his running mate. Mailer's main focus, seeing all five boroughs of New York secede and form the 51st state. So he wanted the boroughs of New York to become the 51st state of the United States. This was 69? Yeah. It's not that long ago. No, it's not. We've barely been a civilized nation for that long, honestly. Like, if you really think about it, we have motherfuckers doing this in '69. Like, this think, shit's wild. Think about this twofold. You got are we civilized like, now? 
Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, no. <laughs> we hit it, and we hit it for like a split second, and we're on the downslope. Right. I think. Think about this though. So you got like what, like eight and a half, nine million people, and they wanted to secede, right? And at yep. some point, I mean, you got to figure Staten Island, which is more or less Jersey, is going to be like, "Fuck you, we're, we're not doing that." But whatever. Okay, so you then have probably like what nine million, like the twelfth most populated state in in the union, right? And then New York, without New York City. Is what Albany and fucking Rochester? Is red? Is red baby? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Republican. It's, it's Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> it is. Now, I got a question. I got a question. Then what? What would they have named it? Oh, Man, right. Great question. Yeah. Oh, I don't what, know. What would it have been? I think they take uh, they take the Futurama tactic, and it's New New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> New York. You keep adding. New- as long as we build on top of it, maybe each bur- each borough creates a New five- York, New York. <laughs> yeah, each borough creates a top five, but maybe seven like seven player basketball team. They play at Rucker, and the borough that wins uh-huh. then it becomes that. It could be Manhattan, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Queens. I don't know. Supplemental rap battles probably in there too. Yeah, this is probably gonna be like a fucking like a Burroughs Olympics, motherfucker. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have subway hopping, all types of shit. Break dancing, yeah, break dancing. But like Texas, like threatens to secede, like what every six months, and yeah. like I mean, New York, we New York tried to fucking do it. They wanted to fucking do it. I mean, he lost. I mean, there was a campaign and all, but still, I mean, it's. <laughs> It's just I would I hope in my lifetime somebody secedes from the union and then we bomb the shit out of them because I just want to see that happen just once in my lifetime. Like I don't who? know that like, I want to. Like a I Texas? Don't know that I, to I don't know. I just it's got to be Texas or Florida, right? Like that's. It's one of I those. just I just know it would be three weeks of the greatest news coverage we ever saw. I mean, look how we covered Ukraine. Like, like that's true. let's let's light up one of our own. Teach them a lesson. Get everybody in line. And finally, did you know? Oh, this has got a lot of words that I can't pronounce. Brazil's Yiha Aqualadama Grande or Jesus. Snake Island. Jesus Christ. Okay, you got to pick fine. better facts, motherfucker. As the as the resident Hispanic, how do you say Snake Island in, in foreigner? Fucking no, I'm not Portuguese, motherfucker. <laughs> Fair I'll enough. Look, I'll look it up. Continue. Snake <laughs> Island is home to rare and incredibly dangerous species of vipers called the Golden Lancehead. According to some estimates, there are more than one to five snakes for every square meter of land and the 43 hectagular island. The snakes are so dangerous that the Brazilian government has forbidden them from, from has forbidden anyone from visiting. There's rare expect ex, Jesus Christ. One too many white calls, friends. Um, there's rare exceptions, mainly for scientists, but they have to be accompanied by a doctor just in case. So anyway, bottom line is there's this fucking island. It's called Snake Island. It's called Snake Island because there's nothing but snakes on the island, and every snake on that island will fucking kill you, and there's like a snake for every footstep you take on the island. Mm. You can't go. We should take some drugs and go. So you're, so you're telling me that movie... That that movie Anaconda was real, where they have that like special red orchid out there, and nobody's allowed to go there because of the snakes, right? 
A hundred percent. Except unlike the anaconda who just strangle the shit out of you or bite your face off, these motherfuckers just like they're little bitches. They'll come up and they'll just nip your ankle and be like, Good luck in the next ten minutes, asshole. And that's that's that island. Yeah. Look, give me a ice cube and give me a John Voigt with a ponytail, and we're fucking taking that island over. Lickety split. Yeah. No problems. You, can, you, can't, you can't leave out Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, that's big fair. booty J-Lo, you know. So long, I, I really just need John Vogt with the, ponyta- the ponytail, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, you get eaten, and then 20 minutes later, you get puked out, and you still have your wits to wink at your people. So you know? wink it. Yeah. As you, as you die. So, hey, Mur, what's the, what's, do you talk about this fucking Death Snake Island or whatever the fuck it's called? Something, <laughs> some crazy shit. Well, why don't they secede? Why isn't the Brazilian government just saying, well, you know what, you're not with us anymore? I think you're the end you're of the day, Chilean. <laughs> what's the point of this fucking island? Okay, so the Brazilians, I know, they got a lot of nice, like, vacation real estate. Like, why can't we just nuke this island and get rid of the snakes? And then we have a nice vacation resort. Instead, no one can go there. I'm of the ilk that says, if people can't go there, then what's the point? Right. So, Gary, this this is multi-layered, by the way. Murr has said on numerous podcasts that you can fuck up ecosystems, then humans will find a way. Bees are are becoming extinct. Doesn't matter. Alan gave him a quick biology lesson on, like, how, you know, bees are pretty essential to our ecosystem. And Murr's like, I don't know. We figured it out thus far. We'll figure it out. Your thoughts on his, like, yeah, just bomb the snakes and we'll take it over and we'll make fucking... We'll make zip lines and, and water parks and golf. Before, wait, before you answer this question, remember, before air conditioning, no one could live in Phoenix. Now, Phoenix, Arizona is one of the top 10 most populated cities in the country. It's not. It's not ridiculous. It's actually fact. It's fact. Was that, a, was that also a fact that the air conditioning in Phoenix? Yeah. Uh, probably not. <laughs> it is. Look it up. Fucking use your Google machine and look up Phoenix air conditioning. I don't know what the fuck you're looking up. Fucking like so you're saying Joe there, Rogan there, there were no settlers in Phoenix, Arizona prior to air conditioning. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And there were people there, but I'm saying it wasn't a fucking like metropolitan area until air conditioning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not true. But okay. All right. So we bomb, we bomb this island and we make it a new Phoenix. I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying we bought uh, it and make it the new Phoenix. I'm just saying, like, what's the point of this island if no one can live there? And I, by no one, snakes don't count. That, I mean, you know, the snakes. I mean, I, I feel, if, if you bomb the island, something's not going to go right with this island, I feel like, from then on. You might have a mutated snake or something, and we just go, like, haywire. <laughs> See? This is, you know, the, you, got a better, you don't think of the, the repercussions. <laughs> But, but again, but I don't need to think of the repercussions because I already stated my fact that we will find a way. Yeah, and, 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 Gary, and Gary stated his fact, a mutated snake. So we're going to find a way around the mutated snake? Mur, Mur, you're so busy worrying about could we that you don't think about the should we. All right? Oh, take sure. take a page out of Jeff Goldblum here. We don't need to necessarily bomb everything. Well, and if it, if if... If that was the case, we wouldn't have gotten five mediocre movies and one great movie. <laughs> Too shocked. <shy. laughs> Can't argue with that. What movie? Oh, the Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know if you've seen the last one or not. Jurassic fucking world, fucking mediocrity. Like it's fucking. Ah, uh, 
they wasted a they wasted a lot of a lot of talent. Uh, is what's her face still in it? Bryce Which Dallas one? Bowers, the redhead. Yeah, she's there. Doesn't matter. She's fucking Gosh. there. Lauren Darns in it and ruins everything. She's fucking put her face on. Yeah, she's got a long ass face. It's weird. Seems like a lot, like more like longitudinal than ladder ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, uh, you know, like Beetlejuice when they turn into them fucking long head things. It's kind of <laughs> yep. like, that, but that's her face. Yep, hundred percent. He's right, and she's got dull voice and bad acting skills. I don't know whose dick she sucked to make it this far into her career, but here she is, and there she goes. And that, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. <laughs> All right. Well, G- Gary, you survived uh, You survived a Fun Fact Friday. I hope you feel more enlightened than you came in with and you came out with. You understand that there is a snake island, uh, that people slide in Bob Dylan lyrics to certain fucking uh, uh, scientific, scientific research. Who gives a shit? Scientific research. Uh, reports. Yeah, Napoleon's got a little dick. Uh, Napoleon's um, little dick. All right, it's been shipped around the world. <laughs> yeah, it's it's seen more of of Europe than I ever will. Uh, and yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's it. Take take that to your next bar trivia, and hopefully it works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is like, did you know? And it's Napoleon's dick, and Gary Gary's grabbing the tape. Or thing. at the very least, the like if you get a question in bar trivia and you don't know the answer, be like Napoleon's penis is in a jar in new york and <laughs> you might get a bonus point if you were playing my trivia i'd give you a bonus point we better hurry up it might become its own country and they could have it themselves That's true. <laughs> uh, gary well hey any parting words uh before we let you go hey i appreciate y'all having me on here man middle class holes y'all 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 awesome man i appreciate y'all a lot definitely hopefully y'all tune in 613 fade productions the man cave sports podcast check us out we're going to take a break after the All-Star All-Star game for the NBA and we'll come back on for season 3. Yeah, I thought I thought for a minute you were going to say the Pro Bowl. I was like, "Oh, you take you guys are covering <laughs> you, you guys You guys are covering the Pro Bowl." <laughs> oh. There's that that whole thing. I can't wait to see what this actually happens. It looks like they have a long range the drive drive Longest drive contest in the Pro Bowl con- stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a shit show now. <laughs> Tyler Huntley got 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 a got a call. I mean, that, his stats. Woo wee! I mean, I don't even know what his stat line was. I know I went to a game this year. It's, uh, I that that guy oozed Pro Bowl material. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll get you back on. Hey, man, maybe a March Madness recall, and we'll see how things shape up in NCA, man. But appreciate it. Well, thank you, G-Money, Gary List from the Man Cave Sports Podcast for jumping on uh, tonight on Before You Go. This has been a hard-hitting uh, news segment and sports segment from around the country. So Coach is uh, a 22-year-old assistant girls basketball coach posed as a 13-year-old JV basketball player. Uh, the player was away on vacation. Uh, this is out of, uh, let's see here, Suffolk County, Virginia. Uh, Arlisha Boykins, 22-year-old, now former assistant coach, uh, threw on the jersey and relived her glory days. You can see this on pretty much any goddamn thing that you want. Uh, <laughs> I, I was semi-propositioned to do this once. Now, it was by players, not coaches, which the, the varsity coach was like, yeah, go ahead, get it fuck in there. Be a 13-year-old. Relive the glory days. Uh, give us your take on fucking well, Miss Boykins. Blocking shots from thirteen-year-olds and doing dances and celebrating and spanking asses. 
I would do it. Yeah. I would absolutely yeah. I'd absolutely fucking get out there and just at destroy fucking teenage kids just for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, okay. Even if like somebody was eventually like eventually like, look, get this fucking adult off the, the court like I'd be it'd be totally fine. I don't care. As long as I get to stuff like one twelve year old. Now obviously I'd like to try it. I'd like to see like okay, I can remember when I was done with like high school soccer, like maybe like five years later, I was like, ah, if I only knew this five years ago. I would like to test my skills. I would be totally down for it. However, I do recognize that this is um, a total abuse of the system and a total abuse of, like, your legitimacy as a coaching staff. Um, It comes back down to, like, what's the point of the game? Is it to win or is it to shape and change young minds and all that jazz and all that happy horse shit? But fuck yeah, I'd like to see what I could do against a bunch of teenagers. She's what, 22? Yeah. So I'd love to see as a 22-year-old. But see, the problem I have with it, though, is they put her on the JV squad. Like, if she was good, put her on varsity, see what she can do a bunch of, against a bunch of 17-year-olds. That's where the money's made. I mean, JV's for fucking, come on, it's for right. punks, man. Here, here, okay, so hear me out on this. So, you like, you, you can do this at a playground or a YMCA or something like this, you can set up a scenario. Maybe you're not doting a, a, a Jersey and you're not, you know, in the official scorebook or whatever. Uh, and you know, here's a weird thing. I still, to this day at 40 years old, have dreams where somehow there was a loophole and somehow I still have eligibility to play one soccer or one basketball game. Right. In high school. Do you want to know how the dream always plays out? You injure um, yourself? I can't get there. Oh, I can't find the really? shoes. I can't find my keys to my uh, car. I can't find my way to the stadium. I can't get it. Like, and then before I know it, like, like shit is compounded and things like that. So, I mean, that's just, that's just my own personal tip. probably tidbit. your subconscious telling you to move on, Wesley. And yeah, yeah. That's maybe, a, that's... Maybe, maybe strive towards some things that aren't going back to high school sport. <laughs> I feel like I have. <laughs> I think your subconscious is telling you you haven't. Just, now, just, here's the not, thing: it's not a reoccur- well, not semi-reoccurring. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> here's the thing: what I will say is that will fade. Uh, as someone who's three years older than you, okay. uh, that will fade eventually. Um, I too had that kind of uh, dream, like I'd say, like five to seven years ago. I mm-hmm. thought about that when I was in. When I was in my late 30s and I, I was in really good shape at the time, I was like, man, I could fuck these kids up. Give me the opportunity. Just one. Just one to show them what I'm made of. But now I know I'm on the other side of it. I'm sliding the other direction. But at 22, yeah, yeah, I, I'd want to see what I was capable of. But this is also a symptom of high school sports. Uh, the amount of money they dump into it for whatever reason, coaches wanting to hang on to their position, you'll go to any means necessary. So when they say, like, well, it's not about winning, it's not about the L's and the W's, it's about how you teach our student-athletes to play the game. Bullshit. Because if you're not successful, you're getting canned. And if you're on the seat to get canned, you're going to do whatever you can to make sure that doesn't happen. Because if I remember the story correctly... They also said that she wore the same jersey and basically, quote unquote, took yeah. on the identity of the student that she was replacing. 
Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I, I, this is what I was going to say is that I, I was propositioned for something like close to this when I was teaching, like substitute teaching at my old high school and helping out the helping out coaching. Is after I got out of college, uh, <clears throat> the team was shorthanded in soccer. We were playing a cross, not a crosstown rival, a cross county rival, and the kids were like, "Hey, man, you might as well just shoot. You, you should shoot up." And for a minute, I was like, "Damn, I wonder." I wonder if the coaches would let me. And then that was it. It was a fleeting, fleeting moment. Let it go. <laughs> Not doing that. I don't know what I'd want to play, though. I mean, would I want to play soccer? I feel like I'd want to play a sport that I didn't either didn't try or didn't excel at at the time. Like maybe like tennis or something like that. Just something that I never did. Because like, you know, you, you, you know, like because just just knowing with age, like the mm-hmm. ability that you have for something that you weren't confident in as a, as a youth and then just go in there and fucking like wreck shop. Yeah. I always said, uh, like lacrosse, like, and I got into high school and I saw like, like lacrosse at a, a little bit of a higher level. And I was like, where the fuck were my parents at with that? I would have done that. That sounds like fun. I would have ran around and smacked dudes with fucking sticks and fucking hurl rocks at fucking other human beings. Like yeah. that's, Sounds like a good time. I would like to have uh, given wrestling a try, especially when right. I was like 22, uh, probably weighing like 175, 180 pounds and watching some dude just brick me in the fucking half, just bend me into a pretzel, like, like oh, oh, yep, I'm done. That would have been a lot of fun. Here's a question. At what age, what was the last, okay, would your 17-year-old self beat your current age self in a fight? If you met no. like seventeen-year-old nope. Wes Fox, would he fuck you up right now? No, no. Seven, no. Like in a fight? No, yeah. no way, no, no way. way. I'd drag his ass to the ground and I'd make him eat my forearm slowly. Just be like, all right, just say when, say when you're done, <laughs> say uncle. And after he said uncle, I'd make him say aunt. Because I feel like 17-year-old Andrew Murr would fucking give me a goddamn run for my money. He would fucking, like, oh, Because we weigh about the same. Um, he just had a lot more piss and vinegar in his veins. And he was angrier. And the world had not, like, I'm beaten. I, 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 I hold my hand up in defeat. And I'm like, all right, world, you got me. You yeah. got me by the ball sack. See, I'm like, I got, like, 50 pounds on my 17-year-old self. I'm much stronger, Matt. So no way. Maybe like it's 17 the benchmark, and we're figuring out how long we got to go. But it's probably going to be another 20 years. I, yeah, I'd say like 17, 18, 19, like that that era of your life where like just from nature's perspective, you're in the best shape you're probably going to be in. Well, see, not 19 is a little bit different because then at that point I was playing college soccer and I was in uh, like I had to be in great shape. So yeah, nineteen might 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 be a little bit different. Might be a little, 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 little bit of room for my money. I won't say yes though. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Fuck his day off. <laughs> Alan, what's that? Sorry, I, I was reading. Something. Does your seventeen-year-old self beat you up now? Oh no. Yeah, no, I said that. No, okay. uh, absolutely not. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I beat the brakes off seventeen-year-old me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's just you know it's grown man strength, right? Too, and just know how. Like I think I'm just wiser. Seventeen-year-old uh, me would have just started throwing haymakers or some stupid shit and gotten lit the fuck up. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah. I would I, I would wrestle you. But either way, I still would beat my ass. Yeah, I just think of the raw aggression. There, I, I wouldn't be able to match it. I'd be, all right, bud, you got it. I just, I yield, yeah, whatever. You're, saying, oh, you're old. You're like old, old now. You're old no, enough I... that younger you can beat you up. Yeah, I think I've crossed the threshold. I think if you asked me that question, maybe like again six years ago, it, it, there, there'd be a little bit more back and forth. Like it'd be a little more of a toss up. But at this point, I just don't have the energy. That guy had the energy. He had the anger. He had all. He had everything going. Everything going for him. What happened? What happened? Maybe I'd maybe I'd depress him before we started throwing blows. Like you know what's gonna happen this and then i'd explain it all to him and he would just fucking like fall into a heap of like misery and depression uh, then i then i then i'd just choke him out but yeah up to that point nah he's got me <laughs> he just i would just depress him that's what got me uh, that's a sad answer <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't even want to fight when he wasn't like, looking how, old are, how old are you now mer i'm 43 yeah, like you, you see, like that kind of answer is like, fuck, I'm, I'm like, not that far away from having to admit that young me would beat my ass. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yep, that's where we are. Well, we all age and wither. Okay. <laughs> Christ. Ah, uh, all right. Alan, tell the kiddos and the kids we can find. Oh, you can find our aging asses uh, on your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook and TikTok. And for your listening pleasures, please check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I've completely ditched the email at this point because fuck it. By the way, I do want to show you guys something. So, hold on. That's... So, this this here seventeen year old May, I'd bust that motherfucker's ass right now. Kick, kick that. Wait, the guy on the right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. I'd beat that guy's ass. <laughs> you just fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, just snap your ass in half, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you win. Yeah, that's uh... look, look at that sick crew. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. We're, yeah. We're, we're... <laughs> what did you guys all frost your tips together? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna hey, say, mine, like, mine was legit. <laughs> mine was just, mine was blonde hair. Uh, yeah, Clorox. Think... Clorox's stock was up that year. Nothing frosted tips was ever legit. That was just your natural blonde. Yeah, that, man. I could show that, you're I, that Aryan. <laughs> I could show you pictures. I, I did not ever once put that shit in my hair. Didn't have to. You're just so master race, Wes. <laughs> what can I, I say, like, man? What can I, I say? It's good. I legitimately thought they were frosted tips, so it's kind of impressive that you had natural frosted tips. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, frosted tips and no game, brother. Uh, <clears throat> hey, all right. So, social media comments coming up to you. Uh, this is from WWE can save itself. CJ Thomas says, uh, "Yeah, that would never happen. It's way too risky, and people are way too soft nowadays." Mm. What were we What's that in reference to? That was like Murr, You were you went on that tangent about like okay, this could happen, and then the Iron Sheet comes out, and then bam, and then Hogan, and then Stone Cold, and then oh, so they're saying like the world's too weak to like accept that storyline? Yeah. Fuck bullshit, bullshit <laughs> all day. That yeah, I think I think wrestling fans would eat that up. I think wrestling's not doing enough 
to embrace the new world order that we all live under. Like the, the... <laughs> good, the work... good work there, brother. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I think that since the cat's out of the bag that it's wrestling entertainment, I think they should go further and wait for the news media to come in and have them calm it down. Like they should go further than they ever did. And when they try to question them, like, do you think these types of storylines are okay to show to like young people? And be like, yeah, we've said for two decades now that it's sports entertainment. Why don't you ask HBO to tone down their shows? Or why don't you ask Cinemax to stop doing this? Like, I feel like they could they could really push the envelope, but they failed to do so for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess they could. You know, there's not enough talent on the roster, honestly. That's probably why. <laughs> it's, Fair uh, enough. Uh, well, there's a ton of uh, lady talent on the roster, and not in, like, a sexual way. Like, they have a very good stable of female talent in the WWE. Like, the female matches are more exciting than the men's matches in WWE now. You know who was before her time was Victoria. Victoria was before her fucking time. She had probably one of the greatest finishing maneuvers that I've ever seen, male or female, the Mm. Widow's Peak. That mm-hmm. motherfucker was vicious and delicious on that AF. Yeah, oh, she had a dunk, God. too. Yeah, that was that. Mm-hmm. And she was athletic, and she was, like, one of the only... I, I don't know why she never got more pop than she did. Maybe she wasn't great on the mic. Uh, I don't I don't know. But, man, that one, that was a wasted talent. Those were the days when, like, the, la- the lady talent was all about sex appeal versus, yeah. like, wrestling talent. Now, like, now all of these girls are, like, wrestlers... You know what I mean? Like, this is what happens when you have a, a generation of, like, CrossFit ladies and, like, these motherfuckers can jump off top ropes and, like, pick up fucking men and suplex them and shit. Like, so it's actually good watching. We watched the Royal Rumble. It's pretty good. Yeah. I heard what, I heard Cody Rhodes came out. Yeah, Cody Rhodes did come out. It was, won. A, little cheap. It was a little cheap. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Uh, that's what I say. The men's shit's kind of trash. Women's shit's really good, though. <sighs> Uh, next coming from, uh, drone birds, C. Augustine Dupin says, uh, your neighbors aren't real. Have you ever seen them bring in the groceries? LOL. (laughs) Nope. Never. (laughs) Day. Could be, could be drones. Uh, it's coming from, um, uh, the Jimmy Carter. And I don't know if, I think this might've been on Instagram. This is where like, Hey, you need a good, you need a good, uh, uh, conservative. You need a good liberal, yada, yada. Then, and this guy says that, that. I, I don't know. I looked this up a few times. I may butcher the name. It says Jimmy Carter killed thousands of Indonesians uh, by giving them arms to the Sothero camp regime, not campaign regime. S O E R T H O. But I googled that and I got yeah. I got a couple different names. I've heard of that. Semi <clears throat> brought myself up to speed with that whole thing. Didn't know about it until this person said about it. But hey, man, did Jimmy Carter kill thousands of Indonesians? Well, okay. I mean, if we're going to get technical, every president has killed lots of foreigners through proxy wars. It's kind of yep. our thing. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, thanks for telling us. <laughs> Look, the bottom line, and this is, might be a conservative mantra, just to let you know, it's like it is. a destabilized second world country is a stabilized first world country. That's mm. fucking absolutely fucking terrible, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's lo- there's logic of the time for this. But... There's life. There's, lo- there's logic behind it. Nope. Keep, keep, keep them on their heels while you continue to do what you do. That's it. 
Hmm. What we're doing is not hot. So. I'm not saying it's good. I, and I didn't say that that is admirable. I'm just saying that's the way things are done. It's the old Tony Stark line. That's the way Dad did it. That's yeah. the way I do it. It's, let's keep. Let's, now very, let's pour ourselves a glass of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I uh, like it. Next, coming from Dogs Don't Speak Monkey. Alan, do you remember uh, Dogs? Dogs Do Not Speak Monkey. That's right. Uh, I've been doing research, uh, guys, and I found out that dogs. In fact, do not speak monkey. That's right. Uh, David uh, Sand says, hey, we made him useful. Yeah, I mean, that's he's got a point. Right. And then Jaden Crawford, don't know who that is, says, pot calling kettle black, meaning we're useless. Mm. Okay. All right. Did I, did, I, did I not inform you of Phoenix, Arizona? We're pretty <laughs> fucking useful. <laughs> Are there a lot of dogs out in Arizona? <laughs> well, you know, like. Bottom line is, I, I do find it, ra- actually just thinking about this now as you read that comment, so we dominated dogs, a, a, a completely different species, like no relative, you know, like but genome to us. But then the monkey, you would think that we would be the monkey's master race, mm. but we're not. We're just like, nah, they're fucking wild. We leave them bitches alone. But, like, a dog walks on four legs, doesn't speak our language, like, has no, like, just anthropomorphically, they're completely opposite of what we are, yet we dominate them. And anthropomorphic's probably the wrong word, but you get my point. But, uh, yeah, all I gotta say is thumbs. Mm. Dog, Dog can bite down on my arm. It can't rip it out of my body. Right, and actually, part part of this uh, part of this bit had to do with the fact that dogs were taking monkey or monkeys were taking dogs under or kidnapping them. They were taking dog babies and like dropping them off buildings. And and like, hey, fuck you! It's also what I call puppies, dog babies. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I, I mean that's the major difference. Let's be real here: dogs can't climb trees. Fucking dogs don't have thumbs. It's much easier to fucking domesticate. You can't be domesticated. And monkeys. they don't speak monkey. You can't even domesticate the domesticatable monkeys. They fucking rip people's faces off from time to time. Yeah, but, 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 but like, people don't speak monkey, and monkey don't speak people. And I guess that's the yeah. point is, like, so how do... But somehow, dogs don't speak monkey, but dogs do speak people. Like, if I say... If I even make the, 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 the noise, woo. My dog knows I'm going to say wet food, which means like that delicious shit inside that little like Tupperware container. And he goes, she goes fucking nuts. But that you, is it's so- like kind of apples to pears. I mean, you, like you, you're, you, you seem as though like we should be able, like you should be able to do the same thing with a coyote or a fox. Uh, yeah. I mean, in general, you can because they're behavioral. They're like, they operate through behavioral fucking reinforcement. And punishment. Yeah, but I mean, like, aren't 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 they legitimately pains in the asses to domesticate? Aren't they nocturnal and they fuck your house up and they 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 want to escape at every every last second? What are you talking about? Coyotes and foxes. Oh well, yeah, yes, they're less. You don't want to domesticate them as much as like a wolf or fucking something like that. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a little bit easier, I think. Like they're a little bit more feral and stupider than normal fucking dogs. You get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like foxes and shit. But you could have yeah, said you could have said coyotes. You didn't have to say foxes and shit. <laughs> yeah, coyotes too. They're all look. It's all, they're all mangy. 
You know what I mean? You need you need you a proper fucking uh, wild dog. You know, you can't be tra- you can't be training hyenas. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, since the monkeys are so close to us, like, relatively speaking, you would think they'd be like, "All right, man, you guys figure this shit out." So let's let's get along. Like, again, when you talk about like the the mountain gorillas and things like that going extinct, it's like, hey, pff, we had a meal ticket for you. Like, you could have like lifted our heavy shit. You could have been our general contractors and stuff, but you chose to fucking eat bamboo and uh, die in the jungle. So go fuck yourself. Whereas the dog was like. Hey, if I just like am nice to this guy and like rub his leg every now and again and sit on his lap, he'll give me a fucking fresh slice of meat every now and again. And that's good enough for me. Whereas like the other ones can just die in a painful, slow extinction. Yeah, it's higher order thinking though, right? Like I guess in, in, in the long run, it's not because they'll, they'll probably die out because they get in our way. But like I've seen Planet of the Apes. We don't want the, we don't want to domesticate them. That's, that's a slippery slope. To being fucking mm. human slaves to to intelligent gorillas. Yeah, That's... but there's a sweet spot where we live. You see what I'm saying? Like if we yeah. domesticate, if we were able to domesticate them now, like they could build our parking garages and like, you know, uh, mow our lawns and trim our trees, and especially trim our trees. I got some shit out back that I'd love to not pay somebody to do. Yo, yeah. this is gonna get like you just listen, man. You just said something about like. All right, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to say what I was thinking. What you were just saying, I'm not. We're going to get canceled for that. No, what? No, no, no. That's fine. The what I I think I get what you're alluding to, but no, I the I don't think we need to go there. But I think the point is, is that like, yeah, I get the high concept of like, let's just domesticate this thing that's useful to us. But if we could have, we would have domesticating the the fucking dog was easy because it's useless it can't kill us it like i mean it can but it needs like a couple of buddies and it needs a little bit of fucking blind luck if it's by itself gorilla it'd kill fucking 10 of us without uh, even fucking even getting damaged so like yeah i guess we could have but probably not because at some point in time if we had domesticated it and it was wise enough to allow us to domesticate it at some point in time i feel like the gorilla would have been like you know what fuck you and, yeah, that, and then we die. That, that, that's true. And all I'm saying is there's a sweet spot before they figure that out. And I would be living in that sweet spot. I mean, think about it. Like zebras. Zebras might be on their way out in the next like 20, 25 years. Why? Because they're dicks. Horses, they're around forever. Why? Not so much a dick. They'll let you ride them. They'll let you fucking do shit. They'll do some work for you on the farm. They'll contribute. What does my dog do? Duchess. She fucking begs me for fucking bones. You named a Duchess, first of all. Yeah, that's fair. But that's because I'm just falling in line. Okay? Also, I dare to say maybe someone tried. Maybe someone tr- maybe someone <laughs> tried and went up into the fucking mountains of Congo and was like, all right, monkeys, we're going to do this thing. We're, you're going to build us bridges and fucking all types of shit. And w- one small European man with his buddies in khaki outfit got torn in half and the man of, ain't got no legs <laughs> and, the, and the rest and the rest of the dutchmen who were fucking wrongfully in this country exploiting resources were like i don't think we're gonna be able to use them we might you want to just try dogs they got wild dogs back here let's just fucking domesticate those things they can just pull sleds and stuff because this is ripped in half yeah they they went back to amsterdam they're like yeah uh peter van Vuvov, um yeah. Is separated. 
Yeah. From what? Himself. Like they came, they came <laughs> off the plane and there was two boxes and they were like, oh, that's that's Peter to his wife. <laughs> and she was like, what? And they were like, look, tried to domesticate this thing called a gorilla mm. and didn't go, so, <laughs> didn't go so high. They can use tools, actually. <laughs> and rounding out the uh, comments, Pro Cheeks, Alan, this is where you uh, said, hey, you know, show them cheeks. Uh, <laughs> Pro Cheeks. CZ, just goes by CZ, uh, yeah. tried to uh, quote, uh, just random, goes by woman. So CZ says, woman, quote, I don't understand why guys won't commit to me and give me a serious relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it might be because your cheeks are out there for everybody to see. That's right. And then Cody Johnson says, uh, two fine hams." I said, "Yep, you betcha, you betcha." <laughs> uh, that's a good. That's a good ladies' man. That's how we wrap out this episode. Uh, hey, folks, appreciate it. Uh, hit us up whenever. Uh, thank you to uh, G Money for the uh, Manky Sports Podcast for joining tonight. 